Hello and welcome to Mike's Camera Action. It's another episode where it's just Carl in the studio and today I'm following up on a promise I made in the third episode almost a year ago of Mike's Camera Action where we looked at Transformers the movie from 1986 where I said, hey, wouldn't it be brilliant if I did an entire episode just on the things I dislike about Transformers The Last Night. So that's the fifth movie in the tra- in the Bayformers series, I guess. So here it is. Ten things Carl hates about Transformers The Last Night. Number one. Straight off the bat with the plot. Are we really doing... The whole Transformers have been here longer than we thought again. How is it that after five movies, we're still surprised? The the fourth one had them show up in the dinosaur times. Like, hey, here's fucking Transformers arriving at the same time as dinosaurs. Here's why the Dinobots exist. Oh, also they've been working with humans for for as long as the Knights of the Round Table. It's such a repeat, and then we have, and then, and then at the same time, we're also repeating the same thing of Cybertron being dragged to Earth again, which they did in the third movie, and they're just glossing over it, and they kind of completely forgotten about it because we get a a shot of the fucking crashed ship on the moon from the third movie, but we're just forgetting that the plot of that existed, where they dragged Cybertron to Earth and it exploded. Now they're just doing the same thing. Why don't we just bring Ironhide back while we're at it? And speaking of forgetting things... Number two. How many times do humans need to learn the difference between Autobots and Decepticons? These guys are the people who, like, these are the guys who saved your planet four times in the last 15 years, and several times before that, uh, apparently, thanks to all the backstory we've been getting about how they killed Hitler. Why are the why are why is the US government still trying to work with Megatron? Why are they trying to kill Bumblebee and fucking Cade Yeager and all these Optimus Prime and all these Autobots when they know who these guys are? They just keep doing it. Every the start of every movie, they seem to be trying to kill the Autobots and help the Decepticons. I don't understand how people are this stupid in these films. Almost as stupid as the filmmakers. Number three, Stanley Tucci plays Merlin in the opening. Like, the wizard Merlin from the Knights of the Round Table story. And yet, they don't try to draw any attention to the fact that he was in the last movie, he was in number four, as big businessman who created Galvatron. Are we just just forgetting that he was was in that? Are we just, like, I was expecting there to be some sort of thing about when they bring up Hey, we need someone who's re- like a blood relative of Merlin. And it's not that guy. It's this new person we've added. It's Vivian. Like, okay. Do, do you just like Stanley Tucci that much that you wanted him for another role? I don't... Why? And on the topic of actors... Number four. Sir Anthony Hopkins. The legend, one of my favorite actors. Why is he here? Didn't this guy come out of retirement the year before they shot this to do Westworld because he thought the script was good? So why is he in this movie? Are they paying him that much? 
And then what are they doing with him? I don't understand. He's ridiculous. Did they write really ridiculous shit for him? Or has he shown up on set with all these, like, bullshit lines that then he's decided, ah, oh, screw it, I'll just make it up myself. I'll have a chuckle, tell, uh, tell Megatron he's a bastard. Just have a line about, like, just have him, oh, hey, Sir Anthony Hopkins, we need you to sit in this car for a little bit. And then he's just decided to flip off people on the street. I don't get it. Why is he in this and what's the deal? It makes no sense. And then he's got one of the worst scenes in this film where he asks Mark Wahlberg if he's a virgin. What is the point? Every Transformers movie before this has had like one scene in it that I just don't understand how it made it off the cutting room floor. Like, I don't get why it made it into the script, and I don't get why it actually didn't get cut for time. In the first movie, it's this, it's this scene where Sam, where Sam Witwicky's parents are asking him if he's masturbating in his room, and it's just, it carries on way too long. In this movie, it's all of the scenes. And the scene where you've got Sir Anthony Hopkins going, oh, it's been a while, Kate Yeager. It, it just, why is it there? None of this is, po- none of this is, there for any reason and you know what on the topic of Mark Wahlberg not being a virgin number five what is the moral of the story because honestly I'm pretty sure it's being single is a fate worse than death because why does Cade Yeager in his 22nd phone call to his daughter how come she tells him hey you really need to get a girlfriend instead of anything else. Hey, maybe start with I love you, huh? How come everyone in Vivian's life is like, hmm, you need a man or a woman, I don't care. What? It's it's like Michael Bay is tr- has these action figures out and he's just going, fight, 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 now kiss. I don't understand what the point of this, like, ah, it's the best way I can put it, honestly. Moving on to a completely different topic. <laughs> Number six. I'm sorry, Wit Wickens. Are we forgetting all of the previous? Are we trying to forget all of the previous films? But we're just going to swipe names and lines from them. Ooh, no sacrifice, no victory. That's a cool line that I wrote in that, in that first movie. You know what? Let's just attribute that to a secret society with a very similar name from the family whose motto we ripped it off of. Why did they need to be called Witwickens? Did he run out of names? Is he out of ideas? That wouldn't shock me. Number seven. The coolest thing about Transformers, since I was a kid, this is one of the, like, the staples of Transformers, is that even when they're in the robot form, you can see the vehicle they turn into. You can see how they, it all makes sense. You can see the parts where they go and how they transform into a vehicle. So what the hell is the dragon? It's, it's like 12 dudes who just melt into a bunch of metal shards that form a dragon. It doesn't have any semblance in dragon form of the robots and in, and in robot form, they don't look anything like the dragon. There's nothing tying it together. The five Decepticons at the end of the movie who turn to one big dude don't look anything like the big... They all look like sm- like smaller, skinnier versions of the big dude. None of them fit together in any way. They just look like they disintegrate and reform in grey goo to this other dude. The best part about Devastator was that he looked like five Decepticons jammed together like Voltron. It, you could see where the parts went and how they interacted with each other. In this, it's just... 
oh, we need a really big transformer. Fuck it, make uh, 12 dudes turn into one dude. Eh. And then uh, the other Transformers don't look like the cast. Like, Optimus Prime, looking at him, doesn't look like the truck he turns into. And you wouldn't even know he's a fucking Transformer because he only turns into the truck in, like, two seconds of screen time. I feel like the fact that they can turn... The fact that they transform from cars and planes and helicopters and all the other into robots doesn't have any impact anymore. It's just, oh, we need a chase scene, so just have him turn to cars. Whatever happened to robots in disguise? He's Number eight. They have no idea what they are doing with Optimus Prime. At all. He doesn't... He, I, for, I nearly forgot he was in this movie. He disappears for a, for a bit at the start... And then he doesn't reappear until there's 30 minutes of runtime left, at which point he fucks off again. All the human characters start bailing out of the mission because Optimus Prime is just absent. Hey guys, I'm just gonna fly off into space again like I did at the end of the last movie. Oh, he's, he's gone, guys. Guess he's not coming back. Later, Prime. Alright, can someone else solve this problem? Hey, shitty little squeak robot, why don't you solve the problem that Optimus Prime should have been capable of solving 10 minutes ago? And then they don't know what they're doing with his character either. I, I lost count of how many times in this movie Optimus Prime has to tell us his name. Either I am Nemesis Prime or I am Optimus Prime. He just keeps saying it. It's every line he has to tell us who he is. And I don't care. I don't know why they have to keep throwing this out there. Probably because he doesn't resemble the character anymore. I've always used Optimus Prime as one of the best examples of lawful good, like on the D&D, like law versus chaos, good versus evil, Optimus is one of the best examples I can think of of a lawful good character. And there's none of that in here. He's not some self-sacrificing, heroic, true to his word, all sentient life is sacred type character. He's just constantly throwing out death threats. Like three, right at the end got weird. Optimus straight up butchers He's, he gets his life saved by Megatron, then insta-kills him, like just de decapitates Megatron, which is weird. And then he executes someone begging for- uh, he executes this villain, like Sentinel Prime, begging for his life. Then four, in Age of Extinction, he's running around this factory full of tra like tra people synthesizing, synthesizing the Transformers, and he's threatening- and he's just going around going, I'm gonna kill you to all these- Civilians! Human civilians! It's so out of- it's so horribly out of character for who Optimus Prime is. And then in this movie, there just isn't anyone. And it's unfortunate because they still have the original voice actor, Peter Cullen, there. And he's brilliant. He's- Peter Cullen does such a good job of playing Optimus, where he's just able to portray this strong, but also kind and compassionate voice. And there's just none of the character in here. He's got no lines to work with in this film. Speaking of butchering a character... Number 9. They butchered Hot Rod. Just butchered him. In, 19, in the 1986 film, he's the plucky recruit who has his coming-of-age story in that movie. Where he has to go from being the new kid, like, this reckless new kid on the block to the Transformers, uh, to the Autobots to becoming Rodimus Prime, to becoming their leader. And in this movie, he's the... He's French? 
which they waste screen time on having to talk about and having him like having someone not be able to understand his accent. What was so hard about just making him not French? Would that have been so difficult? Why why call him Hot Rod? Why not just have this be any other transform, just any other name? Just call him literally anything else. Instead, no, we need a French Lamborghini who may have helped kill Hitler with a gun that stops time. And this this time-stopping gun solves every problem that he com- that he comes across. Oh, it looks like we're being raided by the by some red berets, shoots him with a time gun and walks right past them. Everyone just casually saunters past. Oh, Megatron's here, shoots him with the time gun. Let's sound fire off 20 rounds right into his mouth while he's uh, while he's time stopped. Problem solved. Oh no, someone's about to fall to death. Time stop. Up, oh, Optimus Prime can just scoop him up out of the time stopped sphere in the air. It solves every problem that he has. And what? He has a gun that stops time. What the fuck is. What is this? Number 10. Holy crap, this movie is two and a half hours long and they waste so much time and so much money and the most egregious, worst, horrible scene in this movie is the Suicide Squad montage of Decepticons. I'm not kidding. A Suicide Squad style montage of Decepticons, except everyone is Slipknot. That's what we get. Everyone is fucking Slipknot. Hey, here's Mohawk, who is a bike that also has a Mohawk. Here's Nitro Zeus, who has a stupid name. Here's Berserker. Oh, wait, nope, we're never having Berserker again. You, you can't cut to him ever again. You're not, we're not releasing him at all. Not happening. And you know what? All of them die within 10 minutes of that scene, except for one. And we don't even care. None of these characters mattered. They all just die instantly, and we waste time telling you their names, putting their names on screen, literally, in text, freeze-framing on their stupid faces, having see- having a scene each to establish characters with stupid names who look ridiculous, like, who don't look, barely look like Transformers at all, have Megatron talk about them, and none of them matter at all. They waste time on this montage, and yet we can't have three seconds of footage where a submarine transformer hops its moorings. We do that off screen. One final note. Bonus feature. Did Megatron even need to be in this movie? First off, we've forgotten that in 4, he was Galvatron. We literally just s- forgot it. Everyone's calling him Megatron now. He's gone back to it. Who cares? He's no longer great gooing from the last movie where he just go nebulously transforms into switching between his forms. Once again, doesn't look like a trans doesn't look like a transformer. Doesn't re- I don't even I can't even tell you what he transforms into. He he doesn't have any semblance of it on his on his, on his robot form. You can't see that what he turns into on like the last couple of movies where you can tell ah, he transforms into some I don't know, Cybertronian jet who gives a shit. And then you know what his contribution is to this movie? 
He negotiates with a bunch of people so that we can get a shitty montage of Decepticons no one's ever heard of or cares about that die in the next scene they're in. And then he gets bullied hard in the final scene. He just gets the shit kicked out of him. The Hot Rod freezes time and, and Hound fills him, with a, fills him with lead. And then Optimus kicks him out a window. Just kicks him out a window. Like, he's, oh, here's, here's a big fight. The final dramatic moment. Nah, he just gets kicked out the wall. And then he's gone forever. He's just, he leaves the movie. L- later, I guess we're going to set up the next one. That No, we're not. Goodbye. Ugh. That's my top 10 things I, I hate about Transformers The Last Night. I could do so much more. I had a really long list that I had to filter through of just awful, awful notes while watching this film. And I feel so defeated after having watched it for the... Not just that. I have now seen this movie twice. I have had to suffer for this. I have seen it two times more than most people should see it. We should be back to our usual format next week, guys. Thanks for listening to this horrible, horrible rant. (laughs) On a closing note, just watch Bumblebee. It's so good. It's so much better than this. It's got heart. I care. You care about the Transformers. It's it's got its funny moments. Optimus is great. Bumblebee's great. They do a fantastic job of you know putting in some great villains of the Decepticons. Just just watch that instead. <laughs>